Talk the podcast. We talk about any and everything, just like the days at the table, hanging with your boys, your girls, and all the homies. It's your boy Quattro. I'm back on the mic. What's good, everybody? This is Nua. DJ Nua. What's up, everybody? It's your boy Slick Rob. No introduction needed. Let's get it. Today is our very special season two review of The Mandalorian. It's not like when you did that. It sounded like Superman's theme from the worlds of DC, but like it's obviously. I don't know. So Superman's theme is those church chords that they be hitting. Do do. Yeah. I, I, not a sexier scene than when he jumped down in that cave and like he looks up and he's. I was like, ooh. <laughs> I think when he realized he could fly. Look like, at when he first realized. I could fly. And like Look everything starts floating touch. around him. We're not talking about that today. We are. We're talking about the Mandalorian. But first, a little bit of business. How you guys been? Everybody good? How we I'm, doing? I'm good in, good Christmas? Right. Yes. Yes, actually. Yes. Uh, yes. I got a lot of stuff that I wanted. Um, unfortunately, none of my uh, presents were barking, but I didn't want that. So it was good. I wonder if Kevin got his woman under the tree like he asked for in the Christmas video. He got a sex doll, probably. Probably. <laughs> she's like, she knew was like, nah, she's not coming on the show. Uh, so, Slick, you had a good Christmas, right? Yes, indeed. I met, hung out with a lot of friends, chopped it up, watched Wonder Woman. It was great. Nice. Same thing. I had a great Christmas. A um, little bit of business. You can follow us on Instagram at Cafeteria Talk Official. You can catch us on Twitter at Cafeteria Talk Check us out on iHeartRadio and SoundCloud. And check us out on YouTube, the official YouTube channel for this podcast, at Cafeteria Talk. We got three great videos up. We got the Picture Day video and our Christmas video. Feel free to check that out. There's a link in the description. Check it out. So, DJ Nua, let's talk about that segment we always do. Every oh. episode. Well, here at Cafeteria Talk, we'd like to tell you what we have been watching, what we have been reading, what we have been eating, in Will's case. And we like to call it the put-on segment. So, with that being said, what y'all been putting on? I'll go first. Okay. I'm going to, of course, put on the brand new addition to the worlds of DC, Wonder Woman 1984. Starring Gal Gadot, directed by Patty Jenkins. Yeah. Yeah. Um, really, really good. Um, Slick Rob and I's review will drop uh, next month. But it was really good. I enjoyed it. Um, great ride. Great addition to the franchise. To the franchise of Wonder Woman. Just really good. Can't wait for, to, for y'all to hear our thoughts on it. Slick Rob. Well... Obviously, we all needed to turn up this year. Mm-hmm. And one artist that I think definitely did it, um, Jack Harlow, his new album, That's All, I think That's All I Say, or That's All They Want to Say, or something like that, was straight heat. 
My favorite song was definitely with Big Sean. Oh my God, I'm trying to remember the name. Oh, of it. uh, it's it way uh way out. Yeah, way, way out. out. That's what it's straight, called. Straight, straight heat. That's what they all say is the name of the album. Yeah, that's what they all say. Yeah, and like, bro, man, give Jack Harlow his props. He's doing his thing. Like, it really is. Man. At first, I wasn't too keen on him because I first heard him when he was with Bryson Tiller in the song. Yeah, I, I think the first song I heard by him was "I Want to See Some Ass," and it was kind of a joking song. <laughs> like it, like it. Okay, he was being serious. Like he wants to see some ass. But I played it like at the club when I'm like in my transition to twerk songs. I'm like, all right, let's see some ass. Are you gonna see some ass? And it was, yeah, like it worked as a joke, but like I didn't, I didn't think it. Then what's poppin' came out and I didn't realize that was him. Yeah, what's poppin'? Brandon, Brandon Wood just hopped in. Yeah, I, I like the album. It was amazing. Um, I don't know. I, I could review it still. We'll see what happens. But we'll I, see. I loved it. Um, one of my favorite songs was definitely Way Out with Big Sean. That, that song is always on there. Um, Always Best Friends with Chris Brown was Heat. Same guy with Adam Levine. Beautiful. Oh, yeah. Tyler Harrow. Tyler Harrow. I'm sure that's Kevin's favorite song at this point. That's a bop for Kevin. Well, well, even then, like, before Kev, but Kev aside, that song is, the song's Heat, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is Heat. It is Heat. But, yeah, just Jack Harlow is a great upcoming artist. Can't wait to see what he does. He definitely killed the XXL. No one better on the XXL than him. That's very maybe, true. Maybe Mulatto. Mulatto did her thing. Oh, you're talking about in his particular year? Yeah. Or I was just saying, like, of all time. I was no, like, this ah, year. All right, I got you. All time, I'm taking Kendrick. You, you, you know this. Kendrick, all time. Ah. That's the whole 2016 cipher went stupid. You're put on, my friend. I'm going to put you... We just Christmas we just celebrated. I'm going to put y'all in a Christmas spirit. And I'm going to put y'all on uh, this musical called Jingle Jangle. Oh, that's it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jingle Jangle was amazing. I loved it. Uh, star-studded cast. Wow. <laughs> I just needed something. Really good. Yeah, Jingle Jangle was, was amazing. Check it out if you haven't. Even if it's not Even if it's not after Christmas. Even if it's after Christmas, check it out. It's still good. And one more little small put-on, since you mentioned musicals. Have you seen The Prom on Netflix? Not, not bro, yet, no. Bro, bro, bro. Bro, so all of my so music good. theater friends keep talking about it. Like, they go from so I love it good. to I hate it to I hate it to I love it to I love it and hate it. I'm just like, I think it's too much. For me, it was a tad. Like, I mean, minuscule. It was a tad preachy on the whole LGBTQ thing. Oh. It was a tad. But, I mean... Well, I mean, What you, you know, kind of expect, it's fine, it was whatever. But, it, like, it wasn't pandering. It wasn't, like, oh, my God, like, why? Like, it didn't turn me off in the movie. It just was, like, I felt it. I, I saw it. I'm about to say, and, like, the preachiness, you know... Uh, and they misquoted the Bible a couple times. But, you know... <laughs> it'd be like that. Yeah, that was kind of like, that's not really what that means. But go off. I guess it works for your song. Mm. But no, um, don't misquote the word. Right. Um, but yeah, so that's everybody spinning, everybody gay, everybody, everybody bobbing. Yeah, so like yeah, I said yeah. before, we are going to be doing a season two review of The Mandalorian on Disney+. And real quick, we got to talk about how we rate our TV shows and how we kind of flow with our TV shows. So I'm going to start off, we start off with characters. First... I'm going to tell you guys how we rate our TV shows. We're going to first look at our characters. Do they carry the story forward? Are they interesting enough to watch them again? Do they make us want to come back and continue with the show? Story. What's it about? And does it tell a good, well-paced story? Comment on the writing, the tone, and the structure. You're And, of course, you're going to have your implications. You know, what are you left with? Uh, do you want more episodes? Do you want more season spinoffs? Do you really want to see more of this show 
Exactly. And each show, season, or event um, receives a table score of 1 through 10. 1 being trash, 10 being a masterpiece. And DJ Noah, I don't know if we... Well, it just happened last night as we were recording our Wonder Woman review. We now have adopted the point five. The into point our five. Repertoire. Yeah. Oh, ooh. Yeah. It got it, we've been watching a lot of good stuff and it like it's, te- it's a lot of it's teetering and it's just really limiting to go f- from one out of ten. So we are now using the point five. Point five. So you can now put point five. This does so much more. Let's right, go. Right. So like I said before, into our Mandalorian review, we're first I'm going to read you just a tad little synopsis, little quick thing um, to get you guys indoctrinated into what was going on in The Mandalorian Season 2. that word. You could have found another synonym, you know. Shut up. Caught up. The second season of the American streaming television series, The Mandalorian, stars Pedro Pascual as the title character, a bounty hunter, trying to return the child to its home. That's it. Oh, Real wow. simple. That's I mean, really, as we when we talk about the story, we find out I mean, yeah, that's you, really you, all it was. You read, yeah, you read that pretty fast, though. I'm like, made it seem like it was more. Mm. Yeah, because I thought there was, but then I was like, nah, the last part. I'm gonna just really stop good. right here. I'm gonna just hit the brakes. We all of us hit our head on the windshield, bruh. <laughs> we had our seatbelt on, but it didn't kick in in time. Hey, well, you know, bruh, you're so cap. It, it's so <laughs> effed up because you just got an accident. So I, now I'm like, bruh, that's so cap. You know, I can I can make accident jokes, okay? I just yes, got hit. Can. Oh yeah. I've been in two. I've been in I think two, three, one or the other. Can't remember. Two. Yeah. Um, but let's get into these characters. First we gotta talk about the man, the myth, the legend. The man doe. The man doe. <laughs> the Mando, Pedro Pasco. Dinjarin. Goat. Dinjarin. Is that his name? So that's his actual name. Dinjarin, yeah. Oh, okay. Why don't they they, he doesn't really tell many people his actual name. He doesn't. So. And, like, didn't they say back in season one with the one Mandalorian with the spikes? Didn't she mention his name? If I'm not mistaken. Not until, like, the end of the show. They kept his name a, they kept his name a secret until Moff Gideon showed up. Smart. Uh, smart. Um, Pedro Pascal, nothing less than what he did in the first season. Like, he was really good acting. He emoted very well with the helmet. Um... I, I, th- I always thought it was really funny to see how he kept, um, how he was more warm in, yeah. this, in this You could in this, definitely uh, see him just be getting warmer. Yeah, this was that was really cool. He was a little more, like, he had a lot of funny moments, like, actually being funny. So it was really good. I really enjoyed that. Um, Grogu. We got to talk about Baby Yoda. Grogu, yes. Grogu. Grogu, not Grogu. Grogu. I, I find it interesting how, like, he was always being compared to Baby Groot, and then, like, they both have names that start with GR. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. Maybe that was intentional. Grogu. Possibly. I mean, uh, you know, Disney owns both of them, so. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, Grogu and Groot. Maybe he was still cute. He still stole almost every scene. He he really did. And they really, really upped the ante by with his uh, puppet CGI and his puppet. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah I noticed he walked a lot more this yeah. season. Which I thought was really cool. Mm. Um, too bad they tried to cancel him, like, second season, second episode of the season. They did. I mean... You know what? And all those people eat eggs, so fuck all y'all. No, honestly. So, continuing on. In Chapter 9, we were introduced to Cobb Vance, Timothy Oliphant. Um, he was wearing the, the famous Boba Fett armor. I thought he was really cool. I really like that actor. I've seen yeah. him in some other stuff. He was in um, 
Oh my god, I just forgot it because I saw the new rockstars talk about it, but I can't remember the name of the movie he was in, mm-hmm. where he basically half of his lines from Mandalorian was in the other movie. No, he was in um he was in one of the Terminators, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Probably who really almost a lot of people have been in Terminator movies. To be real honest with you, oh lord, I hit the table. He hit the table. I hit the table. In chapter ten, we were introduced Cancel. to Frog Lady. And you know what? Frog Lady was dope. Okay. Frog Lady was dope, bro. She 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 ate. I wish you could speak English. Actually, though. Baby Yoda ate. That's not funny. <laughs> it's hilarious. Bro, cancel Baby Yoda. Hashtag cancel Baby Yoda. Stop eating eggs. Bet. Bro, you just ate a plate of chicken. Bet. De- bet. This man but it was already dead. Those were living. No, they, were living they weren't. They were unfertilized. They were but it's the same as eating eggs. You scramble eggs, the eggs aren't fertilized. Bro, but that's cap though. Because I'm sure she did not bring them things on there for him to be eating on. That's very true. But like then again, where where was where was she at? She let like half them bitches get eight. I don't like. How does she not notice? I mean, that's like she got back and was like, "Why am I some eggs?" I know damn well I had. I know her husband was thinking, "Oh, thank God." (laughs) 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 This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. Appreciate that man though. Holla at you. In episode eleven, we have the return of one of the greatest badass coming out of Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Bo-Katan, Katie Sackhoff, and guest star Sasha Banks. Yep. I'll tell you, I lost my mind. Okay, so like, I'm seeing the blue thing. I'm like, oh, Death Watch. Okay, that's cool. Then I see the helmet. I'm like, that that better not be Bo-Katan. Because I'm I'm, I'm in my aunt's house. I'm in Orlando shooting for for David Makes Man. Yeah. I'm like, that better not be. Because I'm going to lose my mind. And she takes off the helmet. I'm like, no! And I'm like, all right, calm down. She didn't say a name yet. It could be a coincidence. I'm Bo-Katan. I ran out of the apartment, ran down the stairs, says, ran back up the stairs, and she's on the third floor, mind says, you. Says, I'm Katan, Bo. You'd be like, bro, what the f- <laughs> Ray Skywalker. Right. Bro, stop. Bro, Speaking bro. of Bo-Katan, you want to hear something funny? What? Yeah, what? So you know how, like, Bo-Katan is related to Satine. almost said Sabine, but they're sisters, right? Mm-hmm. So it's this thing I saw on the internet. It said Obi-Wan fell in love with Satine because she is Mandalorian, and Mandalorians are known for their jetpacks, which are portable high grounds. <laughs> ah. Bro, I'm being... I, I, I'm not, I've actually seen that one, but Star Wars humor, man, it, it's a different breed. Bro. So you just gonna sit here, it's still what I said. I was willing you to say something. On the second didn't. take. Okay. You didn't... All right. You didn't... All right. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Continue with... Oh, man. You had me freaked up. Um, In Chapter 12, we had the return of Cara Dune, Gina Carano, and Grief Karga, Carl Weathers. Cara Dune. Um, Dope characters. Uh, I really like the fact that, you know, you can definitely tell they're going to go somewhere with Gina. And like maybe a, a, a spin and then and all the spinoffs that just got announced. Range of the New Republic. Right. Uh, Grief Karga. Um, as the new magistrate. I don't know. Like I, I feel like he's he should just be good at like handling. He he seemed better handling the uh the other bounty hunters and stuff like that. That was pretty cool. We also forgot about my dog. Jeans, bro. The guy. Oh in the yeah, place. jeans Gene, guy. The jeans guy. He's unimportant. What he's, the? F- he, he is. He is crucial to the entire. He's the key to all this. He's okay? the key to he's all Jar Jar of this. Binks. He's yes. the key. Yeah. He's, the key. <laughs> he's the key to all of this. He was the chosen one. one. 
it was said that he destroyed the Sith, not join them. <laughs> Bro, they just need to make him an honor an honorary member of the canon. Bro, yeah. legit. They really just need it. Gene's guy. Gene's guy. I think there's a Wikipedia article on him now. There is. Um, in chapter thirteen, one of the biggest returns from the Clone Wars in this show. Yes. Ahsoka Tano, played by the incomparable Rosario Dawson. Wow. What an episode. Like legit. Um I get why fans are upset about the Leku being a bit too short. But it was honestly not surprising to me. They can fix that in her own show. Yeah, for sure. I Like I do like okay, don't make them super long like they were in Rebels, but they should be longer than I like she... them. I like them in Rebels. Well, just too, the, but think like... of think of practicality with stunts and stuff like that. Yeah, like yeah. they do need to be like maybe they should be at her Clone Wars season seven level. But not her Rebels level, because that's going to be too complicated with stunt work and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, can't, I mean, I don't know, because like when Shock T died and like... And came back. They, and like the show, <laughs> and like the Laker were crazy again. long. They really were. Yeah. yeah. How, how old is Shock T? That's one of my biggest mysteries ever, how actually old Shock T is, because I know... That Twi'lek, wait, she, no, she's like, a Togruta. Togruta, I get Twi'leks and Togrutas mixed up all the time, sorry. They both have Leku. Exactly. But like, it's just she's died and came back so many times, I really don't know how old she is. Plus, hers was long, I guess, when you get yeah, older. They, they, yeah, the, 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 there's like a register of age, like the older you are, the longer they're supposed to be. And she's in her, like, what, 40s now? Yeah, Ahsoka. Just assuming age works that way in Star Wars, but yeah. Yeah, Ahsoka yeah. was in, they said Ahsoka would be in her, like, early or mid 40s. Yeah, like late. 50. Yeah. And a baby. So. That's true. That's I love true. that. Grogu. Grogu. <laughs> Moving on. Roshanua, this one had you, had you crying. Uh, oh, my God. Chapter 14, we were uh, reintroduced to Finnick, me Wayne's character, and the so, return of a, of a Star Wars legend, Tamora Morrison, better known as Boba, Boba Fett. Fett. Oh, my. Look, when I tell you. So, of course, his, his unofficial return was in episode five of season one. Yes. That's all and like then yesterday. his official tease was in episode one of season two. We actually see him at the end of the episode, and I lost my shit. I'm like, oh, holy shit, that's, that's Boba Fett. That's Boba. That's Boba. And, of course, some dumbasses were speculating that that was Rex. I'm like, no, Rex is dead. He's an enhanced clone. He's genetically in his 80s, if he's even alive. And he did survive the the Endor, the Battle of Endor, so he could be. Oh, he did? Yeah. Yeah, because... Because he wasn't on Endor. They no, said but he, he, he fought... No, they said he fought in the Battle of Endor. They said they kind of... I guess they retconned it or something. He fought in the Battle of Endor. And there's literally like a zoom in of a guy just sitting there like, it's like hey, that's Captain Rex. Because like, Disney was like, yeah, that's Captain Rex. And no, they haven't confirmed that. There's still technically a different character. Yeah. But, because like you can't have someone that big and just retcon someone, something like that. Because it, it wouldn't make sense. Rex is too important of a character to do something like that. They'll find something for Rex to do. Some people in Disney were saying that. They'll find, they'll find something for Rex to do. But then just seeing Boba Fett return. When when he when he put the armor back on. I was screaming like I was in a packed theater when that happened. My grandma was like, shut up! I'm like, no, no, no. Boba Fett is happening. This is too loud. Boba Fett. I, I blasted it. it. It was amazing. Boba Fett was just hilarious. Yeah, he was really good. Uh, continuing Merkin on, in chapter 15, sticks. my favorite character uh, made his on-screen return in The Mandalorian. Um, Mayfeld, a.k.a. Bill Burr. A.k.a. 
uh, the smuggler character in episode eight done right. Oh yeah, yeah. Fair, fair. The uh, the code breaker. Yeah, he, he they, they did the whole that whole mid ground thing. I've seen both sides so much better than than it was done there, and you can definitely see that that's what they were playing to. Uh, two si- two sides of the same coin, um, especially like traditional Mandalore, where that the traditional Mandalorians like they were worse than the Empire, like their whole. Creed is just to conquer. They live to fight and conquer. And that, that's their whole thing. So they're technically worse than the Empire. And they tried to find the strongest guy and take him down. And that's why they got into so many wars with the Jedi. And so Mayfield was definitely on point with that. And it was so sad that Mayfield was killed in that mining accident. Yeah. Because he was such a great character. Same. Um, moving on. Uh, chapter 16 had the return of the one and the only Moff Gideon. The Jedi text! <laughs> you cut me off. I said, I said Moff Gideon. I mean, and then Giancarlo I'm, Esposito. Yeah, yeah. But of course, the return of the legendary, R2-D2. sensational R2-D2. R2-D2. <laughs> Oh yeah, Luke showed up too. Yeah, <laughs> Luke was there. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, he, he, uh, popped okay. yeah he, he popped out for a second. Yeah, he popped out for a second. Okay. Luke Skywalker, y'all. That was insane. I I always knew it was possible. I knew it could happen. I just never thought, thought that it would really happen. I never thought they'd actually do it. Like when I and when I tell you like this whole that whole thing, I'm just losing my mind because I you know it's Luke. You see the hand, you see the hilt, you see the saber's green. He's taken off that hallway scene. That that was like the Jedi version of Rogue One. Yes, bro. It's just how he lit that lightsaber up, just like. <laughs> bro, he opens the door and they just automatically start start blocking. There's like no, uh, no hesitation. He's murking all, and you know we gotta talk about. You know we gotta talk about the de aging of Mark Hamill. That was that was that was subpar. I limb. I know you know better. Yes. Um, I, and honestly, I, I don't know exactly how acid transfers work, but the the assets from the first uh, Dice Battlefront game easily mm. could have been transferred over, or not easily, but that's just what I'm thinking. I don't know if like they own rights and stuff to that. But if you oh, look sure. at the uh, the Luke Skywalker from the di- from the first Battlefront, yeah, you can't tell me that's not a human being. Like that's not a video game character. That's a human being. You yeah, know what I mean? He looked too lifelike. Right. And so, it's definitely... I mean, and I'm sure, like, they took out Gene's guy, so they can definitely work on the CGI using, like, maybe a deep fake or something like that and just kind of improve it. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. The worst part is just the mouth tracking. The mouth tracking and the eyes need, need a little bit more life. Okay. And maybe a bit of texture work, but mouth tracking more. Than How without else. training is useless. But that literally gave a whole middle finger to the sequels. Ray Skywalker. Ray Skywalker. We love you, Days of Ridley. Bro, just what a terrible film. No, uh, oh, Jesus. So now we can get into the story, There's the episodes themselves. And if you listen back to our Mandalorian review for season one, we kind of just went episode by episode since there's only eight, and we're doing great on time. So, episode 
9, chapter 9, sorry. Chapter 9, The Marshal. The Mandalorian and the child continue their journey facing enemies and rallying allies as they make their way through the dangerous galaxy in the tumultuous era after the collapse of the Galactic Empire. I finally got to see a crate dragon on screen. I'm happy. Really? Mm. Oh. Mm. Okay, so the crate dragon. There's two versions, or at least in Legends. I don't know if they've canonized it yet. There's the lesser crate dragon, and then there's the greater crate dragon. Now, in Tusken Raider um, mythology, to earn your stripes, or like to earn your like a, your rite of passage, you have to kill a lesser crate dragon. However, crate dragons, you saw what they did, even though, even if one's like, they're usually about like the size of this room, mm-hmm. the lesser. So they're still pretty big and they're still very ferocious. Yeah. They'll kill you, you know? And so the cool thing about the crate dragon is that they, it was first seen in episode four. The skeleton and the skeleton that uh, that Thirpio walks by, that's a greater crate dragon. Okay. And then if you look in later in episode four, the sound that Obi Wan makes is the sound of the lesser crate dragon. Which the same people like it's a rite of passage, but at the same time, if you come across one in the wild, you're not gonna yeah go after it. Mm. So it was really good to see like things and like the lore just coming to live action on the screen. Amazing. That's cool. Favreau. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed the episode. Uh, like I said, with the addition of uh, OnlyFans character, uh, Cobb Vance, I thought that was really cool. Um, that whole fighting with the dragon, it just looked really, really cool. It, it looked really, amazing. Yes, it yeah. did. It was, it was gas. I mean, just like the pilot, it was. It felt very just like reacclimating you to Mandalorian. Um, nothing too crazy of going over the overarching story per, per se. So... You know, a little great filler episode. I was really, I was intrigued. So continuing on, and just, 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 uh, just a disclaimer for people who think that that Kray Dragon ate the Sarlacc. No, he just ate another Sarlacc. That Sarlacc is literally these. After a Sarlacc gets too big, a Kray Dragon can't eat it. Mm. Also, I really liked how like the Tusken Raiders and the citizens had to work together. I love just the, that. I love ex- how much development they give the Tuscans. I'm yeah. saying, like, the Tuscans, they were literally known as the people Anakin slaughtered. I killed them all. And before that, they were just the same people that beat the hell out of Luke. Yeah. And now they got great development. And then the whole exchange between the people and the... Bruh, the own beef site was... It was so, it was yeah. so the fun. On beef site? On site beef. Yes. On beef site. We're gonna go with that. Go with that. Beef I'm pulling the Yoda. I'm pulling the Yoda. On beef site. Moving on to <laughs> chapter ten, the passenger. God, I'm getting text messages. The Mandalorian must ferry a passenger with a ferocious cargo on a risky journey. On a risky journey. That was a good. That was a good. good filler was, episode. Yeah, and like, like that, that's probably the only episode that really is was filler. Everything else had a different purpose. I love the beginning the of that episode where. Um, they arrive on that like water planet, and yeah. he's like you see the Mon Calamari and the that was that's the, that's the next episode. that's the next episode. Sorry, yeah. they she was back in she was wasn't he still in Tatooine? Or was yeah, he was leaving. Tatooine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I he ran into what's her name? Um, oh my it, god, I just forgot her name. The frog lady, not the frog lady. No, into Ripley from Alien. Oh, yeah, yeah. bro. The map that she pulled up there was. There's a lot of interesting stuff on how, like... Oh, the map of Tatooine. That yeah, was very that interesting, was speaking on the impact of the Empire Falling did to the galaxy. Like, mm-hmm. that was very interesting to find out. Mm. Yeah, that that was a good one. 
Continuing on, the heiress, the Mandalorian braves the high seas and meets unexpected allies. Now, again, the... the Mon- My favorite episode of the season. Mon Calamari. Mon Calamari and the... Bo-Katan. No, the Kremlin? Kremlin? Yeah, the... What's... What's... What's, um... The... the, the it's Mon- a trap! That's Mon Calamari. What's the other one? We don't care about them. We do care about them. Because no. I remember Water War, and, like, they were at war. And they were... like. Oh, this thing was really cool. They still ended up. They still ended up going to join the separatists, so we we don't care. Yikes! I would like to say, and honestly, I just just don't remember. I loved it because like watching Bo Katan and Sasha Banks and the other guy kick ass was amazing. Right? Oh my god! Like they kicked so much ass. And they had my uh, my guy. uh, Only thing I can remember him from is Transformers Four, who played the general who killed himself. Oh, who bit? Who bit? Bit the. The, the tablet and electrocuted himself. Oh, I ain't uh, talking yeah. about. I remember yeah. his name, but I ain't talking about. Yeah, every time, sick. everything I see him in, he kind of plays that same kind of general. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And he still kind of played that here, but Long in the Star Wars version. Long live the Empire. Um, so yeah. this and this kind of sets him on. Like he's already on that trajectory of we got to get Grogu to you know whoever can help him train and hone in on yeah. his abilities. Do you? All right, this is the episode where. Um, they name dropped Ahsoka. No, not not only did they name drop Ahsoka, but they freaking knocked Baby Yoda into the freaking water and he got eaten. Yeah, you remember that? Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, uh, what? Oh my god, I was, what? Yeah, I, I, was I, honestly, I think at that point, like, it it shook me, but at the same time, I was kind of pretending like I was mad about Frog Lady's eggs. So I was like, yeah, serve you right, cow. <laughs> Bro, I'd be like, it was so insane. He just was like, all right, Tiny, bing. I was like, hey, <laughs> that was like... That but, was... like, I knew he was going to get saved. Like, you're not going to just kill him off in the third episode. I mean, yes, but, like, it really looked still, dire. It yeah, looked it, dire. It's, I was it's like, shocking, oh. though. It's definitely And then Mando shocking. was just trapped, and they were shooting him down, but that was... And then Sasha Banks rescued him. Thank you. The Thank legit you, boss. Uh, was moving clean. on to Chapter 12. The Mandalorian and the child must stop their... stop Must make a stop on their voyage to have... The ship prepared. They meet two old allies, and the Mandalorian helps them with the with the mission to destroy an Imperial outpost. I think this was another. This was some bullshit because they had just name dropped Ahsoka, and then I was like, even the whole week I was like, bro, they're not even gonna give us the Ahsoka episode. They are gonna give us some filler, and then give us the Ahsoka episode to keep I us mean, pissed. Right, and, and you know and that's what? what happened. And I don't, I really don't feel like this is filler. I feel like um, a helped. lot. Of, it's filler, but like a lot of the filler episodes in here are literally just like previews for the upcoming shows right and that's like, and that we'll get into that because I, I i feel like that's good this is like thing. this is like a star wars phase like marvel's version of phase two mm, like yeah. how like everything you could you could tell what's going to lead to what and then you get all the big projects and stuff like that you can definitely tell that that's what what they were doing right. with season two of and, Mando. Yeah. yeah it's really just been like you like you've been saying it's it's been it was just a jumping point this season every, right every Every episode kind of leads to you know the the overarching not overarching but the the threads that can be pulled and, you know, and from and the show. I think that's yeah. why that's, like they did it the way they did it was because um, episode episode um, episode eleven that's setting up the plot for Mando season three like you can definitely tell that episode twelve um, when they're when you're talking about well I'll, I'll continue on later but you can tell this one's gonna set up for the Rangers of the New Republic for sure yeah, yeah. with Cara Dune that's gonna be really good yeah uh, chapter 13 the Mandalorian journeys to a world ruled by a cruel magistrate who has made a powerful enemy and that's setting up Ahsoka Tano Ahsoka Tano that fight between her and the magistrate was 
amazing. Oh my god, that uh, scar versus the lightsaber. Now, ha- have you seen the actually the movie that they were matching this with? The uh, it's it's a movie by Akira Kurosawa. Mm-mm. What movie? I forget. The new rock but, stars talked about it. Yeah. I saw clips. Yeah, it's based like shot for shot, the exact same thing. Nice. And remember, and like his standoff with that other guy with one of the magistrates, like lieutenant. Yeah, was I like, like that. a Clint Eastwood movie. Like yeah, the way, like, the, like, like, like like an old western. Dude, just to, uh, I gotta remember what the movie is. But I'll show it to you. And okay, and let's just also like appreciate the first fight between Ahsoka and Mando at the beginning of the episode. Yeah, <laughs> for, for like, like good five see, seconds was so beautiful, bro. Just seeing lightsaber hit Beskar for the first time. Yeah. In live action, and it's just like he's getting hit by a lightsaber and nothing's happening. I'm just I'm in my car just watching this. I'm like, yes, 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 bro. I don't, know, I don't know if he should have been able to, like, get right with Ahsoka that long. Like, the fight didn't last very long, but, like, Ahsoka, if she wanted to end it, she could have ended it. Well, Ahsoka's also used to Mando armor being made halfway of Durasteel mm-hmm. and not being mainly Beskar. Mm-hmm. So it's she just, was trying to murk him. It's just... Bro. And she would have murked him if it wasn't for that Beskar. I just like how they didn't even wait for it. They just instantly was they like... They went straight in. Like, I thought there'd be, like, a thing, but no, you you just see the white, white well, lightsabers and they're going... At it. Oh. There's no beautiful reveal. Ahsoka only... Re- she doesn't know too many good members of the, the Mandalorian culture. She knows Sabine, of course. Well, Sabine, and she got along with Bo-Katan. And Bo-Katan. Other than that, Death Watch. Pre-Vizsla. So, okay, and by the way, one of the best characters in Star Wars all-time, Pre-Vizsla. And no bro, Pre-Vizsla's a bitch. Bro, he, he's raw, though. He lost every fight he got in. He's every single But he stole one. every scene, okay? Oh, um, I mean, okay... The scene he was stole the scenes he was in with Darth Maul. I mean, no one steals Darth Maul. Nobody still starts small scenes. Honestly, uh, Mace Windu could. Oh, yeah, that would fighting would have been sick. But but that's just because it had to be Samuel L. Jackson. Like like how we stole the scene in Django. Yeah, but no one can touch Samuel. <laughs> you really can't. Sam Jackson's a goat. Why is that monkey on that dead horse? Continuing <laughs> <laughs> on, man. Chapter. 14, the tragedy. The Mandalorian and the child traveled to an ancient site. Rest in peace to the Razor Crest. Rest in peace. That was crazy. Like, just when you think everything's bad, everything's hunky-dory. Like, everything is badass. Grand- Boba Fett's return. He's murking folks with gappy sticks, stabbing them. He's shooting them, and then they just blow up the Razor Crest. And I'm already, like, on my feet, and boom! My jaw dropped to the floor. Man, that was a lot to take in. Just seeing Mando, like, bro, Mando really looked defeated. Even though his ma- he was obviously still keeping on the mask, but like mm-hmm. you could just tell. That's why, bro, Pedro Pascal, bro, he really killed it because you could tell he looked so defeated when the the Razor Crest blew up. Bro, honestly, was worse than losing the Razor Crest, losing that badass vaporizing gun he had. Yeah, bro. that was on the Razor Crest. Like only thing that survived was the spear, and now and the and he took the ball with him. That was that was clean. Yeah. I didn't catch that. That was clean. It uh, it was so it was such a really good episode for the fact that like the combat. Cause I remember seeing set photos from that particular episode early mm-hmm. on, and it looked so cool seeing like the up the uphill battle that they had to go with the stormtroopers. Seeing Finnick and Boba help him out, take those out. Those stormtroopers were amazing. Finnick, and watching Grogu reach out into the force. Yeah, Finnick awesome. eight with with that. Wait, especially when it came to that rock rolling. Oh, she was sniping him? Yeah. Bro, I was like, oh. And then... Cool Boba Indiana Fett. Jones Easter egg there. Boba Fett cracking their armor yeah. with a gaffy stick. I thought we was... I literally thought watching... I thought he was going to literally see, like, 
it all cracked and he's like looking at because basically you know that joke let's just say they recognize they recognize my face yeah. Yeah. I thought he it was be like he's looking at something I was ready for that obviously they didn't do it but I didn't catch what he was saying when they'd recognize my face until like much later and I'm and oh I'm really like, I'm like they'd recognize my face like oh yeah he's Boba Fett he's bounty hunter and they never realized oh he's a clone he's a clone I'm, a <laughs> I'm an idiot you remember that episode of Clone Wars uh, the Siege of Embara when uh Krell had them killing each other. Yes. And then, like, Rex rips off his mask and he's running a- across the battlefield, like, bullets flying, like, yeah. bl- uh, uh, blasters flying. Brothers. We're brothers, we're brothers. Stop firing, stop that firing. It, the music such... was fine. He was crying. Like, he, like, tackles one guy. That's and, like, such an emotional rips his mask episode. Off and he's like, we're brothers. And everybody's like, what? That's such an emotional episode. Like, that, the, yeah. the general Krell arc. That that's whole one, episode. It's, that's, no, a, that's, an underrated, that's an underrated arc. It that's really is. It's so good. It's so good, but, like, it gets overshadowed because it's Siege of Mandalore and all that stuff. Yeah, it was, oh, man, it was so good. It's, like, my probably one of my, my second favorite arc. Bro, I'm, I'm tearing up just thinking about that episode. It's just, was crazy. it's so crazy and emotionally yeah, charged. But the tragedy was a good episode. Uh, the I Return of Boba that. Fett was insane. He took off. I mean, like, he, he hadn't missed a beat. Um, I mean, he I mean he let himself go, but ain't no problem. But at the end, they did get Grogu uh, with the Super Troopers. Um, it was really cool to just see them. It's like I was looking at some like mini Transformers. You know what it looked at? It looked like um, you ever seen the movie Real Steel? Yeah. yeah. It looked like Zeus. Yeah. It looked just like just a smaller like version of Zeus, and I was like, bro, that's sick. Cause Zeus is raw. Yeah, um, Zeus is raw. That movie in general. Is actually clean as hell. Underrated. Bro, it really is. is. Like, like, it, I think still... it got overshadowed by Transformers 2. And cinematography is beautiful in that. Like, I was surprised. Got, I forget which one. It was one of the... I think it was Transformers 2 it got overshadowed it by. Did. It did. So in chapter 15, we have the Believer. To move against the Empire, the Mandalorian needs the help of an old enemy. Oh, man. The death of Mayfield. The death of Mayfield. It's Mayfeld. Mayfeld, Mayfield. Nope. I got the F. Okay. But I I really like seeing him come back and help and the scene where he had to take his mask off to use the face the face machine that and that, I didn't know off. what the heck he was gonna do when he took off his mask I just like oh honestly I was like what more are you gonna do to me show what more are you gonna do to me you blew up the Razor Crest you took off his mask yeah that was wild bro and then the fact that Bayfield was like all right put your mask on like I, I didn't see your face I was like the respect level here yeah is that, that's one hundred percent respect. And and that that whole fight scene on the moving vehicles, I always like fight scenes that happen like while vehicles are moving. I think mm-hmm. it's pretty cool, like yeah. to be able to catch that and it looked good. Yeah. So it, it that was really well done to me. Uh, another another cool Easter egg that I that I noticed is how Mayfeld was the one speculating on what he's gonna look like if he takes off his helmet mm-hmm. in season one, and then you go to season two and Mayfeld has to be the one to see what he looks like underneath the helmet, mm-hmm. and then have that same respect for the helmet. Yeah. That he didn't have, like, way back then when he's like, yeah, why don't you take your helmet off real quick? You know, showing the disrespect and how yeah. he just grows and has the respect. Yeah. I never I never really thought about that one. That's really cool. And then with, with Cara Doom finally lets her go, lets him go at the end. Man, no, yeah. just, my, my, my shock when Mayfield just shot his officer, his old officer. That was insane. Now that. He was just like. Because you, you can see on Bill Burr's face, like, you can see. The gears were turning. He was getting pissed off. Like, like he just was like, "I'm gonna kill this guy." I'm right. I'm, I'm, yeah. Like I can see that he was. Like, I thought it'd be like some slick, like, "Oh, I'm gonna throw you in the trash compactor or some shit." Yeah. He just shot him, and I'm like, "Bro, like it's like all the gears just turned." I was like, "What?" Like, you could just like he shot him, 
And then the other dude was just having lunch. You're like, what? Shot him too. And they snuck the whole... That's kind of how that's how food fights start in the cafeteria. Yeah. yeah. You know, I was like, uh, I would have just walked out. and been like, ah, uh, that's none of my business. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. Hey, have fun. And then with chapter 16, we have The Rescue. The Mandalorian and the child continue their journey through the, a dangerous galaxy. That doesn't really sum up what happened. It really does At all. Like, like, it seems like that's the... The, that could I'm have this been intentional. Google. Yeah. Uh, let me. Yeah, that could be just an intentional mistake. I guess, but it just seems like I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't sound exactly what happened. But at this at point, all. they are. They have made it to Gref Moff Gideon's Moff Gideon's ship. They're ready to save Grogu from the clutches of Moff Gideon. Um, which I will say throughout this whole season, even at the end when he kind of explained it. You, we still barely know what the intentions were with Grogu and Moff Gideon. Like, which, Moff Gideon... Which, which, which is good, because that... It keeps it interesting, because we already know that the next arc is going to be about the Darksaber, but Moff Gideon is still around. No, he he's been arrested. Like, he's, he's been arrested. Right, but he he's still, still has that, he's still that... He's still got that threat. No. New, how many times did Newt Gunray get arrested in Clone Wars? I mean, yes, but Ma, I think Ma, I think we're pretty much done with Moff Gideon. Like he, nah. he's gonna be in the clutches uh, of the New Republic. Like, I think we're done with and? him. And, Jimmy, and, Bruh, look, no one's ever really gone. Bruh, he's gone. Bruh, I, I, you can I, bring I hold, Darth Maul back this many times. I whole think that the new thing is gonna be the retaking of Mandalorian for sure. Like I feel that's like gonna be like season three, and then they might end it. Yeah, it needs but, to end after season three. But I do think that. Um, that this Grogu arc can survive through at least through Ahsoka. Like, that's going to be about finding Thrawn and whatnot. But Grogu's not going to be part of that. Grogu, we'll get there because we're not necessarily in implications and stuff that, like the future of yeah. the show. But yeah. um, this episode in particular, really good, really full with suspense. Um, seeing uh, Bo-Katan and Sasha Banks and everybody come back together. That's one thing I like about this show is that unlike a CW show or um, really CW show, they do it the most is, you know, once you find, like, these six or seven characters you really like, they're on a team, and you see them every episode, they all have their own arcs. The Mandalorian, unless they're they're critical to that point of the at that point of the story, you ain't gonna see them again. Which is... The show's about Mando and Baby... And, Baby, and Grogu, which, like, which is what I really like. And, and then when you need them all at the end, they all come back and help him out at the end. Which is, like, how relationships work in real life, honestly. Right. Like, yeah. you know, you have your squad, but, you know, you're not gonna see... Like, where's Kev? You know what I mean? Right, and you and every threat doesn't need seven people attached to it. Legit, yeah. Like Arrow will come seven deep for like one bank robbery. I'll be like, bro, like Oliver got this in a day. Like he's straight, dude. This ain't sleep. Right. But it, it just it, it doesn't oversaturate you with characters and character moments. It makes the show muddle. That's why you can get away with doing a show like this with episodes that are as, as short as thirty three minutes. Mm-hmm. You can, you can't get thirty three minutes with seven characters. You really can't. And, and mm. these 33 minutes are impactful. You don't yeah. realize... I did not realize how short... The Boba Fett episode was. That was Boba Fett right. episode. 33 minutes. I did not realize how short that, that was. Like, I was watching, I was like, bro, how, how long was this? He was like, bro, 33 minutes. I thought it was 48 minutes. Like, I felt yeah. like I'd been sitting there for an hour losing I my mind. That, but like, it it's the second show for me that no matter how much time it's on, you're going to get a shitload of stuff. It's the yeah. second show. Because Shameless yeah. will put in... Shameless will put in a damn season's worth of stuff in an hour. Oh, oh also, yeah. speaking of Boba Fett, we also forgot to mention the return of the seismic charges in the episode after. <sighs> the boom! Oh, my God. That, that's, like, my second favorite sound <clears throat> in Star Wars. That was amazing. Besides, like, the lightsaber. 
Yeah. The seismic yeah. charge, that's one of the For me, that's three. Because that, it was the same sound in, in episode nine where uh, Emperor like, light, puts his lightning up to the sky. It's not the exact same sound. That was just a distorted 808, basically. It was so great. Oh, my God. This stuff was cool. It, it, it was really... It, it depends on the theater you were in. Because you're, if you were in a theater with blown speakers, it sounded like awfulness. I think we were in a... We were in IMAX when we saw it. But like when I saw you it... You like, and when we saw it? Yeah. We no, were, no, no. We were in Dolby. No, I was in IMAX. You were in Dolby. Yeah, we were in Dolby. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But... Can't, well, there's nothing to continue That's on. It. But no, we gotta we gotta we gotta talk about the episode a little well, bit. More. We do we that that Luke Skywalker it. scene. It was shot so well, brother. Very well, brother. Music and like they, they did the really they they did the um the Jaws method of showing the monster mm. with Luke by like kind of showing the lightsaber in the uh in the panel in the panel in the screens. Yeah, mm. showing the lightsaber in the screens, kind of moving around. You know it's an X-Wing. You see a green bar moving around. You kind of know it's Luke, but you don't get your confirmation until you see the hood and the gloved hand right. and the lightsaber. Did you, and you're like, it's Luke. Did you think yeah. that Luke could ever return to the show? No, I didn't. I, I, I was wondering who the heck they'd bring in. I thought they were going to find some backwater Jedi. Like, I, thought they were gonna, I thought it was going to be Ahsoka at first. I, no. No. It would have been. I thought it would have been like maybe Cal Kestis. But since his arc isn't finished, mm-hmm. I was thinking Kestis. Because I always knew, like I, I always figured Grogu's ending point was gonna be a student of Luke's school. So I knew, like, he could come at some point. But to think that it actually happened, I was like, wow. I, I expected it, but like didn't expect it. It was crazy, right? Like you, I didn't expect it so soon. At least, like I thought that they could they could have dragged it out to like halfway to the third season if they wanted yeah. to. Yeah. That that was just amazing to see them connect Star Wars even more. And then the return of R two D two was amazing. Yeah. Uh, so we can move on into implications. What are we left with? You know, seasons, spinoffs, stuff like that. The future of the Mandalorian. I personally think season three, we take Mandalore, and it move on with your with your other spinoffs and other things you want to do with Star Wars. I think Mandalorian, because this season honestly really felt um, narratively stale. Because it was just like the same stuff. Every we gotta find this person to get Grogu here, get the child back home. Like it, in every episode, Mando felt. Like a side character in every episode. Almost. Yeah, and I think I think that was yeah. intentional. Because, mm, like you know. I said, it was um, it was our phase two, is where we're setting up all these other shows that we haven't announced yet. Right. But we're setting it up. You can kind of feel that we're gonna. Mandalorian could have easily like drawn itself out and like done all these arcs, but knowing that you have different shows to do it in, mm. that that can kind of like make Mando focus on its own thing. And I, that's why I don't really think that they're going to, like, completely do away with Grogu and Moff Gideon because, you know, Grogu and Mandalorian are, like, you know, peanut butter and jelly at this point. Yeah. Mm. Sure. I mean, I, they, I think Grogu's arc is done. I mean, there's only so much you can do with, one, a baby attached to your hip, and two, well, this what point, else is left? I mean, he can't he can't do anything with his powers. Well, Grogu's got to grow as a Jedi, send him to Luke, and then let Mando really let, let this show really be about because as soon as Grogu hit the scene the show was no longer about man, uh, about Mando it was about really, Baby Yoda really was so mm-hmm. like we, they gotta they gotta cut the ties so that Mando can grow as a character and the show can grow as a, as a TV show right I just don't like sure if Grogu's arc is done here where do we get this 30 year gap when Kylo Ren kills all the students is Grogu is that is, is that where Grogu's story is gonna lead 
Because, I mean, you see where all the memes are going now. Oh, yeah, I mean, I, I whole believe Grogu got complied with the rest of them when Kylo turned. Oh, yeah. Without question. But in that case, you got to have him grow. He got to at least, you know, have some sort of Yoda-like wisdom. I want... I, I mean, he's I not, not going to be much older than what he was in the show 30 years later. I mean, he was already yeah. 50. Right. So, it's 70. I mean, he's aging stupid slow. So, he's I'm, probably I'm, only a couple I, years older. I think the yeah. species just has to have, like, a... Uh, uh, a puberty period where they just he won't hit that. <clears throat> no, I'm talking about like a like a like at at sixty years you just you you just be, get old. <laughs> Ooh, I I don't know, man. I think he's still pretty much baby, like even seventy. But uh, yeah, possibly. Like yeah. I don't I, like I don't know. Like they never they never explained how his species grows. So they just said they old. And then like even in in. Uh, in legends, like they their old comics with with the actual baby Yoda and how he was trained, and mm-hmm. he was getting Jedi trained at the same size as Grogu. Who trained Yoda? Some kind of snake thing. I forgot his name. Oh, well, okay. Um, in terms of like the future of Star Wars, um, they're definitely doing a lot more shows. Yes. Um, which is really cool. We we haven't seen too many live action Star Wars shows. Mandalorian, of course, being the first. Um, I'm excited to see where they go with it. I think that, it, I think that it was, you know, the biggest thing for me is that the show was narratively stale, and that it it needed it needed some more, in well, terms of Mandalorian, because all the return stuff were cool, but I'm like, how does this further the Mandalorian? Right, and I, I feel that, and I think again yeah, that okay, was I get that. that was I think that was intentional. I mm. really feel like it was intentionally Mando was intentionally put to the side, to. Bring back other projects using the Mandalorian, right? Because yeah. you know everything is the will of the Force, so all these characters have to meet, right? Mm. And what better way to make them all meet this one person before they branch off into their own? Yeah, that does make sense. Anybody else have any implication before we uh, rate this thing and get out of here? Um, like I said, I uh, can't wait to see these other shows. I'm hoping that like they do what Marvel's doing and tie the shows into the spinoff movies that are going on. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that would be nice. Like imagine uh, Din Djarin just pops up in um, Squadrons. <laughs> or whatever whatever the movie is that Patty Jenkins is directing. Oh yeah, Rogue Squadron. Rogue, Rogue Squadron. Squadrons. I forgot Wait, about when is Rogue that. Squadron set? December 22nd, 2022. No, when is it? Do you know when it when when it's set? In the not Wars much has been line? said. Oh, I not much, not much. Is, they is just said she it. was directing it. It could be a part of Taika Waititi's Star Wars movie he's working on. That is. I true. think he's got a trilogy going, coming out. That'd be. Oh yes. Yeah, oh, that's I, gonna be I want, insane. I want all of that. Anything, Robert? Before we rate it. Man, just you know. Well, one, I still want to know who who saved Grogu from that temple. <laughs> that's all. That, that's one of the main things that oh, we, I never got you know into. What? Um, I have something else I want to say. Um, Ludwig Gornson, I love you. 808s in Star Wars. Then you upped the ante and brought dubstep into Star Wars. He did. For the uh, the Death Troopers theme. I have to re-listen to it. Right. It's, it's like... Dubstep used to be the move. It, 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 it is, depending on what club you DJ at. Oh, or cool. what night you go to said club. Mm-hmm. Like, bro, I thought I, was, I thought I was like listening to a set in Myth. Oh, Lord. Like, like yes, I'm. I turn into a headbanger. I don't. I don't really headbang like that. Like I'm not big in a dubstep, but. Bro, I, have a, I have a great rock playlist. Oh, bro, you love you love dubstep on a on a Wednesday night. You love myth on a Wednesday. Going night. up. On, on a Wednesday. Wednesday. 
Bruh, pop out to meth on a Wednesday. Bruh, who got... I, I work. Worked. Bruh, you'll be headbanging for real. Or even mm. on a Sunday, that's when they have all the, the goth and... Goth nights and gross. all the metal. Not gross. Rock. We love goth. We we love our goth brothers and sisters, but all the goth and metal. Just not rock. Me. Let's yeah. go ahead and rate this guy. All right, giving out ten. DJ Noah. Shit, I don't. I, honestly, I I feel like it's got too much. Um, oh yeah, basically, like a lot of the problems that I said with Last Jedi, it has a lot of those things done the right way, like the oh shit factors done the right way, and that's really gonna affect my score. So, but I'm 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 giving it a nine point five. A nine point five, bro. Just just because, Star it it does with Star Wars, it does with Star Wars. Star Wars is supposed to make you feel good, and every episode I felt, real like I felt good watching it. Okay. Like, like a few I things, mean, like a few I things, like yeah, there are a few things, but you know what? It'll I'll, I'll, you know I'll give it a straight up nine. Boy, the war score is different. Different. Uh, Slick Rob. I'm going to give it a solid 8. 8? Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like, just because it doesn't further the Mandalorian doesn't mean it's not a good season. Like, it was a good season. I just, honestly, it's just when I heard more about, obviously, more about Sabine and them coming in. I mean, it did set the grounds, but, you know, we didn't get... I just wish that we got a little bit more going on about just, like, the whole whole state of... Obviously, we know the state of Mandalore, but, like... I didn't see a lot of ramifications, so like I'm just right. like it was, it was a lot more lore exploration, and I'm okay season. with lore exploration exploration because it's almost like I'm like really especially when it's comic. lore from like legends and stuff stuff that you, like was decanonized that is now being recanonized, like the return of Boba Fett was like when that was taken out of canon, we were all pissed. My score for the Mandalorian season two, solid seven out of ten. And I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm going to give it a solid seven. I just think that you got to do a tad bit more. I get trying to further, you know, other things, but you still got to focus on what, what it is and what it is right now, what it is right now with Mandalorian, and you need to further that story. And you didn't really do any of that until the end. And then I also felt Giancarlo Esposito's role was uh, very limited. He, he seemed like he was going to be a big part of the season, and he really was just kind of an overarching looming force. And then, like, it, nothing really came of it. The fight between him and Mando was cool, but, like, there was no psychological tug and pull. Even with him stealing Grogu, like, I didn't feel like, oh, man, he just took Grogu, all that sucks. Like, because it was, you knew he was going to get him back. Like, there was no high stakes there. Um, now, if he had took him at the end of season one, and then he had to find use this whole season to find him, different. But I just felt his, his role with an actor like that was very limited, and I just wish we could have seen more. So seven out of ten. So between a nine point five, nine, 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 and eight and seven, we're looking at a what? Eight point five. Eight. All right, a solid eight out of ten. The official table score for the Mandalorian season two is an eight out of ten. You surprisingly didn't fold because you posted that early. I saw that. Yeah, yeah, and I caught it. Yeah, yeah, and it was still an eight out of ten. Uh, I'll post our official, you know, collective table score on there. Uh, after this episode drops. Okay. But thank you guys so much for listening, man, to yet another episode of Cafeteria Talk. And today we reviewed The Mandalorian Season 2. Thank you guys for listening. We love you. Kid Kev wishes he could be here. Um, feel free to check me and Ty out on our new show coming soon. Uh, we're on Instagram at brackets underscore B-Rolls, B-R-A-C-K-E-T-S underscore B-R-O-L-L-S. Same handle on Twitter. 
Check us out. We love you guys. Thank you for listening. Cafeteria Talk, we out.
Cheese.